Today is Saturday. History records there is only one day nobody believed Jesus had risen from the dead. That day was Saturday, or Holy Saturday as it's known in the church calendar. Saturday is the space between two worlds. The day after Jesus died on the cross for all on Good Friday. And the day before God raised him from the dead on Easter Sunday. Holy Saturday is a day of silence in the Bible. Very few words are mentioned about what happened on Saturday. The four writers of the Gospels of Jesus' life never mention it. Yet despite the silence, we can all imagine what happened on Saturday as Jesus' body lay on a slab in a tomb. We can all imagine because unless we have lived a charmed life, we have all lived a Saturday. It's the day in whatever sense your world or a big part of it as you knew it ended and you wake up to find you are still alive in your new normal and you have to go on. A time of heaviness and loneliness, of loss and abandonment, of frustration and anxiety, where all that seems ahead is a thick fog of fear of the unknown. We can therefore all imagine for the disciples that remained and the faithful women who followed Jesus everywhere what happened on that Saturday. While there is silence in the Bible on Holy Saturday, it shouts throughout its pages of Saturday moments in people's lives. Abraham and Sarah, Joseph and Moses, Esther, Naomi and Ruth, David, Isaiah and Daniel, John the Baptist and Mary. Perhaps the one that shouts loudest was Job. We could even describe the two huge national events that bookend the Old Testament part of the Bible namely the Israelites' slavery in and subsequent exodus from Egypt, and, the centuries and then centuries later their exile in either Assyria or Babylon as Saturday epics. Today the world as we know it finds itself living in a Saturday world. We are all living a Saturday experience. How then should we live? At the start of Holy Week, I was part of an email conversation with two friends. If truth be told, at first I felt more of a passenger in their deeply moving and profound conversation about the meaning of the Easter story to them. They had both known some of the deepest pains of Saturday. As this was going on, I felt a prompting by the Holy Spirit to read Psalm 27 and share it with them. Since the start of the year, I've been reading as many days as I can from the book of Psalms. I don't find it easy to understand many of them, and I've kept them at a distance for too long in my life. But the last verse of Psalm 27, verse 14, says this. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This verse gives us a window into how we should live in Saturday. We're told not once but twice to wait for the Lord. We find ourselves now 
waiting. Perhaps waiting for the virus to come or to go. Waiting for the virus to miss us out. Waiting for a, a test result. Waiting for a vaccination. Waiting to see family. Waiting for life to go on. Let's just say it. We don't like waiting. We find it uncertain and stressful. We find it exhausting and uncomfortable. Never mind an inconvenience. It forces us to confront that we are not God and we don't have control of our lives. The person in all of the Bible who had to wait for God more than any other was a man called Job. In the midst of his worst Saturday, he screams at God to tell him what a lousy job he's doing in this world and that one day he'd like to meet him to tell him what a lousy job he's doing. Then that day arrived and Job got his wish and he realised two things how little he knew, and how great is God. We are to wait for the Lord. This does not mean we become passive in our waiting, or worse, become a functional atheist, denying by our our actions that God is active in our lives, but rather to depend upon him even more. To wait requires us to do two things. To be strong and to take courage. Those two words act as a repeated refrain from God to his people throughout the Bible when they face difficult situations. To be strong is a challenge to us all to remain faithful to the one who is faithful and who's never let us down. To remain strong and faithful in prayer, in caring for others, in sharing the Easter message in reading the scriptures. To take courage is an encouragement reminding us wherever we go, God is always with us. God never promises an easy life, but he does promise to be with us wherever we go. When the Bible does make reference to Holy Saturday, it says Jesus descended into hell. You could read all the books on my bookshelves, those you can see and those you cannot, and you'll probably not get an answer exactly as to what that means. Other than to say there is nowhere that you go in this life that Jesus has not been and will not go again for you and with you to find you. One of the friends I mentioned earlier said to me how in the midst of their most painful Saturday moment, I said to them, love is a four letter word spelt W-I-T-H. We wait remembering the God of love who died for us is always with us. So may this Saturday, for however long it continues, be a holy Saturday for you. May we choose to live as we wait, being strong and courageous for him. May we live differently and better. May we live life, the life Jesus promised and fulfilled. I'd like to close by inviting you to join with me in praying a prayer I've been praying this Holy Week from Pete Gregg and the Lectio 365 app. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, Gethsemane has come to our hospitals and Golgotha casts a shadow across our land. On this Saturday, lead me through the darkness of these days to the light and life 
of Easter once again. Amen.